I've been playing outdoors since I was a kid, standing by the front door at around two years old, hollering, side, side, trying to get my mom to let me go play outside. Now, after 30 plus years working in the outdoor business, I'm dropping insider conversations every week with brand leaders, guides, marketers, CEOs, and others that make the outdoor business a trillion dollar juggernaut that drives product innovation, revenue, and public policy for everything outdoors. I'm Rick Says. Welcome to the Outdoor Biz Podcast, available wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Miles to Memories. I'm Sean Coomer, your host, joined as always by my co-hosts, Joe Chung and Mark Osterman. And we have a really fun show for you today. Prime Day was this last week, and we spent some money. We hopefully helped you save some money, and we're going to debrief, let you know how it all went. Plus, Chase broke the news on some increased earnings for the Sapphire cards and groceries, making the cards just a little bit better for the holidays. We'll dive into that, and we'll discuss a crazy story that our contributor Ryan had when trying to fly crazy, crazy story. Stick around for that. We also have rapid fires and more. But first, if you like the show, please consider subscribing. mtmpodcast.com is where you can go for links to subscribe, leave us a review, and don't forget to share with a friend. Thanks so much for listening. Let's hit it. What's up, gentlemen? How has your your week been? Joe, you've been streaming your Twitch for all your students at home there with your crazy <laughs> I don't I don't I don't stream on Twitch but uh, I do post oh, okay. uh, my videos up to YouTube and yeah, use the okay. same software that uh, you use on Twitch so I was talking to my wife I said I'm never giving a lecture in person ever again for the rest of my life I'm just going to have them watch the like I feel like after this is all over it's going to be standard for students even in the city to like all have Chromebooks that they like borrow from uh, the school and whatever so I'm just going to have them watch my YouTube videos for the rest of my life it's so much better for me. It's so much better for them. It's like better for everybody. Way to get a little bit of a pay raise is just stream your class stuff. <laughs> get some viewers. Sign up like <laughs> thousands yeah. of students. You're like, you're like, no, you go like all my students. You have to go to my Twitch to watch class. So then you get at least <laughs> you get like 20 views right there. I, I just need to sneak my videos onto Miles to Memories YouTube. And then I could just get some of that sweet, sweet ad revenue. You know, wait, you're, you do have a video on there, but those didn't, the videos of this podcast didn't do very well. Yeah. Imagine, imagine if I posted some of my, yeah, imagine if I posted some of my chem videos onto MTM uh, YouTube uh, and watch the subscriber number go down, (laughs) blow up the algorithm. I think uh, absolutely. You should start streaming. You should set up a Twitch channel now that you have all the equipment there. And I think that you should uh, stream kind of all kinds of interesting stuff. Not to like nerd out too much, but most co- like a lot of college professors especially the ones that are younger they we couldn't we cannot choose so like we have to teach on zoom which so the youtube videos that my kids watch they actually watch on their own time and then i use zoom class to like answer their questions it's just much more efficient but professors like they could choose what platform to use and a lot of them chose to stream on twitch because zoom what zoom does like with the software that you use what zoom does is it limits the resolution so you cannot actually read the like text very clearly if you're using zoom to teach so like a lot of professors are actually streaming on twitch um, for their classes which you know it's uh pretty funny but 2020 what are you gonna do i don't know i want to go to disneyland joe that's what i want to do but i can't go to disneyland right now because it's never going to open again i've just maybe in 2022 (laughs) if you haven't heard california came out with their regulations today on when the big theme parks or actually when all of amusement slash theme parks can reopen 
and they separated the small ones from the big ones. And basically the rules they have for the big ones make it almost impossible for them to open anytime soon. They have to have one case, less than one case per 100,000 in the population over a period of time, a week, I think. Yeah, Disneyland ain't going to come back for Christmas. That number is crazy. Like, even if it's three years from now, I think there's going to be one per 100,000 because it's not like this is ever going to be completely gone. And you've seen the reports out of like Florida and stuff that there's not, it's not like a super spreader site. There's not been any issues there. I don't know. I'm sure they'll work their way through it with uh, legal ramifications, but it does seem bizarre that it's that stringent. I was um, talking to Leslie about it. Uh, she's my co-host for the Disney Decipher podcast, and she's like a Disneyland person. So obviously, uh, this is much more on her mind. And like, I had this weird realization today that in like a weird way, I think aside from the fact from the fact that like Florida is much more open in general, I think because California has done well, they are less willing to open. Kind of like in Hong Kong Disneyland, like Hong Kong's got the whole entire thing on lock, right? So when there was like a, a small outbreak or like a couple hundred cases, Hong Kong like shut down Disneyland. So I think in like a weird way, California having done well wants to keep Disneyland shut down because they don't want to, you know, they don't want the numbers to go up. You know, it's like a numbers game. So it's just like this weird thing. I mean, and none of us are from California. So I know we're going to get comments. Mind your own business, whatever. I mean, I, all I'll say is politics aside, still feel really bad for the cast members. And as Joe pointed out to me earlier, all of the people who rely on Disney, not just people who work there, but all the businesses in the area, Disneyland especially is surrounded by all kinds of businesses, but all of the other theme parks too have businesses that rely on them. So you're talking about tens of thousands of people that are affected and you believe what you want about what the numbers say or whatever, but it's just unfortunate that it's going to continue on and powers that be say that and you know there's no need for us to debate the politics of it but it's sad for everybody involved and i think a lot of people kind of just learned for the first time a lot of people were hopeful it was going to reopen learn that it's going to be a long time and maybe a new reality set in with today's news yeah this isn't about whether we want to go to disney or like fans want to go to disney and stuff you know it is a lot of people's livelihoods even in florida where the parks are reopened still there are businesses down there that are struggling. Um, so I, I just can't imagine what it's going to be like uh, for California for, I mean, we're going to feel this for years and that sucks. It certainly does. But moving on, what did not suck was Amazon prime day. And so we wrote a lot. Yes. And we wrote a lot about it on the site, all kinds of deals. And we're good at that, Mark. I think we should pat ourselves on the back, especially you, because you're the one who put together the guides for each day of prime day and kept up on all the deals and all the pay with points deals. And we'll do all of that same stuff for Black Friday. So people who want to stay tuned, we will cover all of that. But I thought it'd be interesting to kind of debrief, or actually this was Mark's idea, so I don't want to take credit for it, but to debrief, uh, <laughs> to say what we bought and what we found interesting about uh, Amazon Prime Day. And I guess you start off, Mark, did, how, did you buy a lot of stuff? Did you go crazy? I didn't buy a ton of stuff, but I went into it knowing I needed a TV for the cottage. So this is kind of a long, a little bit of a, a, a long story for a TV purchase. But so I found, you know, I go to Prime Day and a, I think it was like a 32 inch TV pops up for like 120 bucks. And I'm like, deal. That's perfect. Good deal. I'll do it. So I purchased it. And then a couple minutes later, I found a 42 inch TV for like 200 bucks. And I was like, that's even better. <laughs> 
So I go back to try to cancel the 32 inch and normally, you know, Amazon, you cancel within minutes, they refund you. I use a Amazon balance and uh, from gift cards, normally they refund it immediately and everything. And since it was shipped and sold from Best Buy, they're like, oh, it can take up to two days. And I'm like, all right, it wasn't supposed to ship for like a week, not a big deal. Well, the next day it ships out. <laughs> so I get stuck with this TV that I didn't want and they want me to charge it to to ship it back. So I ended up selling it to a friend that came out okay. But that was the big purchase 42 inch TV. And then uh, I bought there was a, a deal on some like experiment sent sets, you know, like scientific stuff for kids. So I got that for my son and a couple other smaller things. But I got the big thing I wanted, which was a TV. I don't know. Did you guys have anything play like when you go into Prime Day? Do you have anything planned? Or do you normally just like let the deals kind of draw you in? How about you, Joe? Did you did you come up with anything good? Yeah, I didn't buy anything for myself. I didn't. I wasn't really like looking for anything. Did I buy? I don't think I bought anything for myself. But I did spend uh, ten thousand dollars for various buyers clubs. I had like taken I don't know maybe three, four, five months off from buyers clubs, and I think on this podcast I said that I was probably gonna avoid it. But I don't know. I don't know what happened. The deals were too good. The WhatsApp messages were coming in, and what I did do was I actually referred my wife to the Hilton Surpass from my Amex Everyday Preferred and got the 3X. And I figured, I don't think Amex is going to shut me down for buying stuff on Amazon. So I put a lot of, like I, you know, like I said, it was like uh, almost $10,000 and it was almost all Amazon. I think maybe one thing was like Dell. I was pretty happy. Uh, that's that, So that's like, you know, 30K membership rewards right there. Actually 45K when you include the like 1.5X from the Everyday Preferred. So I'm happy with that. Joe, you messed up. You didn't use the Nordstrom card. <laughs> uh, I got a, I got a box. You know, I get the mail generally, uh, and I got a box from Nordstrom, and I was like, yes, <laughs> totally worth it. <laughs> actually, it was actually shoes for uh, my daughter's turning three. Oh shoot, like in two days. So it was shoes for her. Um, she's she's a little. Nice. She's like really into princess stuff, um, which is funny. But yeah, we did buy that on Prime Day actually. So yes, we did buy something. From Nordstrom on Prime Day. <laughs> I ended up buying stuff, but I didn't really go into the day with too much that I was going to buy. I did buy a lot for the reselling business, and I saw some of those deals coming through for the buyer's clubs. And I just I had so much other stuff I was looking at that I just decided not to deal with it because of the organization. But yeah, there was a lot of volume for buyer's clubs out there, if that's something people are considering to do for Black Friday or something. But coming into like this past week, our sm- I had an August door lock, which is a company, a smart door lock, and it started to break. Like it would take a minute and a half after you open the door for it to actually open. And so I was starting, I was kind of looking for that stuff. And I found a new smart lock that uses finger, like biometrics. That's like a fingerprint. You just put your finger on the door and it unlocks it. And that was a good deal. So I bought that. And uh, I bought a new doorbell to go along with it, a video doorbell from the same company. The company is Eufy, E-U-F-Y. It's owned by Anchor, which is a big battery maker and things like that. And they have, uh, it's a pretty interesting system. You don't have to have a subscription like with Ring and uh, it's pretty good quality. It's 2K quality video. So a little bit better than your typical 1080p for security and stuff like that. So yeah, I'm excited. How much was the the doorbell thing? It was uh, 199 was the normal price was down to 139. Now keep in mind, this is a premium one because it's 2K. It's like the top quality video. It's not, obviously they had ring doorbells for like 60, 70 bucks. Could have done that. I think that like the comparable ring was like 140 though, 150, something like that. But they don't, all the rings are 1080p. They don't make a 2K. Oh, nice. So they don't, they don't make anything with that, with that higher quality. The other nice thing about Eufy is that 
it has a base station that stays inside your house and it stores all the video there. So you don't have to store it in the cloud like with Ring where they don't have privacy and you have to pay them a monthly fee. It just all stores in your house on the on the station. But if somebody goes and steals the doorbell or something, it doesn't matter. The video is already there. And then I can expand the system out with cameras and stuff like that. But uh, I've been looking at that brand for a while. It's a pretty well, it's kind of a, they sell them pretty at, at Best Buy and Amazon and uh, they've become pretty big, kind of a big competitor to Ring. But it's great. The quality is very good. And I love just coming home, putting my finger on the doorbell. You know, I, I love the fingerprint opening of the door too. Of course, you can do it by the app and all kinds of other ways, but. That feels like the future to me, just coming home and putting my finger on the on the door and it opens and life is good. The future is your eyeball, good. right? <laughs> yeah, good. I guess. Minority Report, good movie. It just feels um, like another step into the future. <laughs> I do want to get one of the, something like that for the cottage, you know, because we're going to winterize it and just leave it up there for, for a couple months. So it'd be nice to have something once we have Wi-Fi set up and everything that we could check in on or, or some type of camera up there. So that's that's a good plan. One thing I was surprised about, um, we had like a contest in the in the Diamond Group, which is our our subscription Facebook group. We had a contest who could find the best deal gets a fifty dollar Amazon gift card. And uh, Kevin found one that was a um, a garage door opener that was like sixteen bucks or something. Like a garage, the, the whole system was like sixteen bucks, which was kind of crazy. And he said he had used it in the past. It was a good one, and that was like one of the more popular deals of the day. And I'd never heard of it before, so I was kind of surprised Surprised on that one. I know a lot of people bought it. Uh, it was a great deal. Bose headphones for $200, good deal. Apple uh, AirPods Pro, which I know Sean loves, for under $200. It's as low as we've seen it. So, And, and then if you stack it with the points deals and everything, you can get them down to like $150 and, and stuff like that. So there's a lot of deals to be had. Amazon always suckers me into buying some type of Amazon product on prime day like i have echo dots in pretty much every room and an echo you know the big echo in in the living room and i have two of the google minis from like some deal i got them free and i was like oh we'll just use those up at the cottage and then there was a deal where you could get an echo dot and a smart bulb for for like 15 bucks or something like that so i ended up buying that of course i'm like oh i'll put that up there you know and it'll link into our music account so i sold myself on it and then Oh, we have this uh, light bulb that we can turn on and off now without having to get up. So <laughs> they sucker you in, I swear. Mark's just going to mess with his guests when they're renting the cottage. He's going to turn off and on Drop the one light bulb from, from that. <laughs> That's what my son said. I was like, oh, he's like, when we get the box, he's like, oh, what's that? And I was like, I tell him, he's like, oh, is that for, for the cottage? And I was like, yeah, he's like, so we can drop in on when people are renting it? Because you can just say like yes. Amazon drop in on such and you know the Alexa drop in on such and such whatever dot you have set up whatever the name is and then you can listen to them or talk to them. He's like, so we can call them. I was like, no, buddy. But I'm just waiting for me to get a text from somebody renting it. Why is your son trying to talk to us right now? <laughs> <laughs> the best part of their day. But yeah, it's thank you to everybody who used our links. If you use the link on our website, our, our affiliate links, we definitely appreciate that, and we try to do our best with getting the best deals for you and covering everything. And like I said, Mark does a great job. He's done a great job for years on doing that. And we'll be there for Black Friday. It's a little weird to have Prime Day a month before Black Friday. So it'll be interesting to see what sort of deals we see for Black Friday too, but we'll certainly cover them. And the best part I think about Prime Day or any of these kind of events that Amazon has is these pay with points offers. Almost every bank had a version of the pay with points offer. And I know I did... Pretty well. I wasn't targeted as widely maybe as in some past years, but 
it's always nice to do that. I use it to buy gift cards and, and save uh, save money on that. Yeah, so looking forward to Black Friday and look for our coverage of uh, Black Friday on the site. And now let's talk Chase Sapphire cards because I know Joe has been waiting for this news. You know, Chase, we, we had some rumors that earlier this month they were going to announce some changes for the Sapphire cards. Didn't come, but now we have the news Mark, what did they add? They added some grocery bonus, right? So they added a uh, bonus on the Sapphire Reserve 3, 3X earning $1,000 per month from November to April. If you have the Sapphire Preferred, it's 2X for the same same amount, same months. I know some people in, in our Facebook group were kind of like, eh, you know, it's not 4X or 5X. Like, you know, the Amex Gold, I can get 4X and stuff. But the nice thing is it, it ties in with the pay yourself back. So if you were doing that before you had to make grocery purchases on it and you're only getting one time. So now you're getting three times, which is essentially 4.5% back. So I look at that as a win if you're using pay yourself back. Also, if you're using Amic Gold and you're doing any type of you know gift card reselling or just buying Visa gift cards, stuff like that, you're probably maxing that out each year. So this is like something else to fall back on. Plus it gives Joe a reason to, to uh, be upset that he canceled it finally. <laughs> <laughs> so joe how you feeling yeah I, I feel like mark bullied me into canceling the card okay every week okay he kept making fun of me for not canceling the card and i finally did it and i got my comeuppance for not going with my gut no nah, i I'm, I'm still fine that it's canceled uh i mean it is it is a really nice thing it has me like wondering oh should i get one for my wife in january or february or something and just get like one or two months in but i think there's enough deals right now uh you know i'm happy with the miles and points that i'm earning so i have small amount of regret but overall i'm glad that i'm really condoed that uh card and you know my life is a little bit simpler without it so you know mark was right <laughs> and it's not like these are the richest aside. offers anyway they're limited and so you know chase didn't go all out giving us anything crazy good but like you said, Mark, it's good for people paying themselves back because now on that grocery purchase, they're going to earn 3x uh, up to 1000 So I know that I'll certainly uh, use that if I pay myself back anymore in the future. And it's a, it's a nice little benefit. And we'll see what next year brings for, for new stuff here. But Joe, that, that's sorry, something Joe. I've never heard my wife say that I was right. Well, it's only been like a year and a half between us, you know, just just give us a few more years and I'll never say you're right Pearson, ever again. Who is the only wife that listens to this show. See? It, it yeah, is, why you can get yourself in trouble am, again, but I, go I ahead. I can be right. It is possible. So there you go. There you go. She must be very loving. You like bring her up in a negative fashion so many times on the show, knowing that knowing that she listens that like I, you know i can make my i can say something about my wife all i want because i know she's never gonna listen but you know that that's how you know she really loves you that you can yeah. you can do that who do you think that's leaves good. all those reviews yeah <laughs> <laughs> about mark's laugh <laughs> no the best was uh got him <laughs> a couple weeks ago uh what was it a couple episodes ago we were talking about like getting through the airport and stuff and i said my wife's terrible about it and i i think i sent a pic uh, a screenshot of this into our work slack it just said she you know no commentary anything i just got a text that says you are such a jerk <laughs> that was the only thing i was like yep was waiting for that to come but I, I probably deserved it, right, Joe? Did I? I deserve Some, it. Sometimes, uh, I think one time you said you walked into the house and just started like cussing you out like immediately because <laughs> you listened to it on our commute. Yep. And 
Now, uh, speaking of jerks, Mark, jerks like you, let's talk about this jerk that Ryan ran into in the airport trying to, to fly to Africa. He was flying from Brazil to Africa via Germany, and he had booked a ticket, separate tickets on LATAM and then on Royal Air Morocco, I believe, to Africa from Frankfurt. And he gets to the airport in Brazil and they basically tell him, no, you can't fly. We kind of witnessed this live. He was sort of communicating with us in Slack or he let us know right after it happened. But have you guys ever been to a point where you're traveling and, you know, everything just goes wrong or dealing with airport employees? Mark, we were talking earlier about, you know, how you handle those kinds of situations. Pretty crazy story. Yeah, I've never had anything like that. And I, I think that's part of the the issue with, with travel, traveling at this point and during a pandemic is there's so much uncertainty of where you can go, what you can do. Even like, you know, if you get into some of the smaller countries, there might not be info on the Internet of can you get in there, can you not? But the fact that he, you know, had an email from the airport and from travel agency, all these different people, he had an email from everybody you could ever imagine that you would need an email from saying, yes, you can transfer transit through our airport it'll be fine no problem and the fact that the guy was unwilling to read him had to be the most frustrating thing ever it's a it's an insane story um never had anything like that where they were just like no you're wrong even though you know you're not wrong dealing with flight delays or flight cancellations stuff like that similar boat but not really um you're scrambling to rebook or or try to work with a gate agent or somebody at you know at the gate um trying to rebook stuff like that, calling the 1-800 number. So all those type of things, it's always stressful. That's a different situation though, because you can go to like the air, the airline lounge and usually you get a better agent there. You can work with them there. You can just rebook on online, stuff like that. But the fact that they were unwilling to do anything with him is, it's tough. And he ended up rebooking the next day and flying a different airline, which good for him. I probably would have gone home and just cried and curled up into a, well we don't know what he did because he did have to go home one day so maybe he did go home and cry and then regroup well, i give i mean I, I give them credit at least they give him a full refund since he couldn't fly it because this was off of a you know the, a flight was canceled so he used the voucher to rebook or or, or no he he would if he would have canceled this flight he would have gotten a voucher so he just changed the date and then after the date changed, they wouldn't let him fly. So they gave him a full refund. So at least he got the money back that way. So he didn't have to deal with them again. But yeah, who knows? He might he might have cried. <laughs> the thing that's crazy about international travel, I think, is that, and this is actually just in his home airport, but is that you run into times where there are situations that you just have no control. And you're, you know, you're seemingly right. And the other person's seemingly wrong. And I find that like the people that love control tend to work in airports and they love to tell you what to do. And sometimes it can be hard to sort of get past where you need to go. And, and I've had a couple situations, not like that. I've never had something like that with a flight, but I've had situations dealing with border agents, other kind of situations beyond my control where on one side, I'm completely upset and so mad. On the other side, I have, you know, a family there. I'm trying to, to try to work it out. And sometimes you just got to like Take your ego and like squash it and just deal with whatever you're, whatever they're telling you, deal with that and then regroup. And that sounds like that's what he did. He was able to get a refund for the ticket and then uh, book something else. And, you know, it sucks that there's people in the world that will abuse their power like that. But, you know, you're playing the game of travel. You're going to end up in situations like that or some sort of a situation beyond your control. It's just what travel is. And uh, what about you, Joe? You had anything like that? Before we go to Joe, those those people also work at the Ritz Carlton, right? Right, Sean? 
Yeah, I mean, I well, I mean, I, I don't know how deep I pulled that story. story. I don't podcast? know. Maybe maybe another time. But I have never felt so uh, dejected and treated poorly. Yeah, than at the Ritz Carlton Singapore. And yeah, it's a, it's a situation like that where I had to just bite my own tongue and realize that no matter what I said, no matter what I did, no matter what was right, it was going to happen the way that they said it was going to happen. They were going to kick me out, and that's what happened. And I got in another hotel, went to the Hyatt. Didn't let it ruin our trip, which it very easily could have. It did ruin probably a good day and a half for me. It took me a little while to get over that. And I ultimately didn't. I could have raised hell with Marriott. I could have done a lot of other stuff. I ultimately let it go because I was so upset about it that I realized that continuing that that thing on was going to only hurt me in the long run. So, yeah, it's lessons learned uh, along the way. Yeah, I've never had anything like as dramatic as what Ryan had to deal with. You know, I do want to give him props. I feel like so he was writing to us on his uh on on our Slack channel uh, as it was happening and I feel like if it was me doing it, like even if I was calm with whoever I was talking to at the airport, I would have been like flipping up, flipping out on Slack and like losing my mind. But he was like really calm. I mean, he seemed a little sad, but you know, he was like calm and not even venting and uh you know, real props to him for that. I think what you guys said is totally right. Like, there's really nothing you can do about it. The best you can to just stay calm, you know, getting mad is not going to do anything. It's just going to get you more upset and cause you to have more time to get over it. You know, sometimes we just run into these roadblocks and there's like nothing we can do about it. You know, it's the same with like if there's weather. I mean, I think with weather, though, it's less frustrating because you can't complain that weather's not doing its job or whatever, you know, or like being disrespectful. Um, you know, it's, a, it's not somebody telling you no. I mean, I guess it's an act of God. So you can complain to a deity if you want. But um, so, you know, I, I, I think he handled it the right way. I thankfully have like never had to deal with it, but I would be pretty stressed out uh, if I did. And, you know, just staying calm and being as positive as possible is the best you can do. And one thing I think that people don't kind of think about is that Americans have this sort of reputation of being loud and confrontational. And when you're traveling and you're overseas and you're American, people are going to look at you if you don't act quite properly. And our way of having a confrontation or a disagreement with a, a vendor, let's say, in America is different than other places. And so it's staying calm, like you say, Joe, is so important because uh, I've had a couple situations where I did get upset, not the one in Singapore, but uh, where I did get upset, where I regretted my behavior later, I was like, well, they were completely wrong, but I acted like a jerk, too. And I regret that. So I, you know, try to have that perspective as you're doing it so that you don't not only make mistakes, but, uh, you know, so that you're not looking back, kind of regretting it. And then also being nice, even if you are right, even if you have to kind of bite your tongue, being nice is going to get you far further than being rude or being confrontational and being that, quote unquote, loud American that everybody thinks that you <laughs> that you are. Yeah, I mean, Americans are loud. I'm not going to say that. I've seen plenty of them overseas being loud, but you don't like, want to be that like stereotypical. looking at me when he says Americans are loud. Yeah. Well, but that, you're in a different way. Show. I'm talking about the guy at the airport counter screaming at the person, you will yeah. do this, you know. No, you I don't, don't do that. That's, that's I, just, I mean, it's, just, I just talk it just doesn't it. do anything. Yeah, it just doesn't do anything. I love to yell at someone as much as the next person, but ultimately I know that, you know, it's just these things are out of your control. You can only control how you act, so you know, do your best to stay calm. Now, hopefully Ryan will be able to come on the show in the next couple of weeks. Tell us this story a little bit more, but, and also about his amazing trip that he's on right now to Africa and, and everything that he's doing. So we're hoping we'll have him on the show uh, soon. But if you want to read his in-depth 
story about what happened. He did write it up on the site, and we'll put a link in the show notes because it's a really great story. It's very interesting. And Big Market T is like, I still do not think that is the craziest thing that happened to him on this trip. So <laughs> keep an eye out on the site and hopefully on this podcast because he's got some stories to tell about this trip. Yeah, there's a there was a joke that was made among us that Mark gets so excited every time something goes wrong for Ryan with this trip because it's more great stuff for him to write up for the website. So yeah, every, Mark's t- every like, time something bad clicks. happens, Mark is just scrubbing. <laughs> he's yeah. like, oh, this happened. I'm like, good. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> And let's uh, move on to rapid fires. Mark, what you got for us? Yeah, so I wanted to talk about Chase Sapphire Reserve. It currently has the the largest public offer it's ever had, 80,000K sign-up bonus. It, when it first launched, nobody kind of knew what when it was going to end. Dan's Deals reported that it's going to end on November 8th. So if you've been holding out or or you're planning on grabbing it, you still got a couple weeks left, but... That's a that's something to know. You know, I grabbed it. Well, my wife, my wife in parentheses, grabbed it uh, a couple months back for sixty k. So I'm I'm a little bit jealous that people are getting it for eighty k. But grab it before the eighth uh, of November if you want to support the cider um, or the podcast. You know, we have the links for it. We'll put it in the show notes for the article about it. Um, if you click through that, we we get a little commission, so we appreciate that. Um, but yeah. Definitely grab it if you're under five twenty chase five twenty four and you're and you haven't had a sapphire card in the last four years. Those are two big hoops to jump through. But if those are the if you knock them both down, then definitely grab it because it's a great offer. How about you, Sean? One thing uh, to be looking out for people uh, for the people out there is if you aren't opted into email communications from all the loyalty programs, consider doing that because there are a lot of targeted offers going out right now for spending and for other stuff. And the one I'm going to cover is Delta just sent out a pretty uh, smoking status match offer to certain people. So not it's not a public offer, but uh, definitely search your emails for them. You can get status with just as little as two uh, qualifying round trip flights. And what they're doing is they're matching status from other airlines. So if you have status from another airline, you can match to Delta. And then depending on the status you have, it depends on what you have to do. But if you have a kind of a top tier status with another airline, you can get Delta Diamond status with six round trip flights, which, you know, you can book cheap round trip flights and crazy. It's, yeah, it's a crazy promotion. Really, really good. I'll, we'll put the link in the in the show notes, check your emails, but also just a good reminder to make sure that you are opted in to email communications from any loyalty program if you want to receive offers like this. And uh, Joe, you want to close this out? Yeah, I've got a bit of a serious rapid fire today. Uh, I just want to give a shout out to Daryl Grove of the Total Soccer Show. It is the podcast that got me into podcasting. Honestly, one of the best podcasts out there. Daryl Grove is also one of the most positive and um, I don't know, I'm a very cynical person, but Daryl Grove is one of the most positive people uh, that I've ever listened to in the world. And I've listened to this dude for, you know, I don't know maybe 500 hours. Anyway, uh, he has been battling cancer and they just announced uh, over the weekend that uh, he has gone home for hospice. And honestly, I've been thinking about like nothing else for the last three days. It's it's really weird since, you know, but he's someone who inspired me to start podcasting and also helped me out uh, early on, even when they were, they were like a huge podcast and uh, we were like nothing over at the observation deck. So I just want to give him... Um, you know, positive energy and, you know, really feel like I would not be here talking to you guys um, without Daryl Grove. So shout out to him. Shout out to Taylor Rockwell, his co-host and also his best friend. Uh, it's just the whole thing is crushing and just another 
piece of crap on top of the 2020 crap sandwich. So I'll be talking a little bit more about it on my podcast, Serosity Observation Deck, which you can find at serositoobservationdeck.com. Other than that, you can find me at As a Joe Flies everywhere. But uh, yeah, we're just going to close things out. So where can we find you, Mark? Well, I have never listened to Daryl's show, but he sounds like an awesome dude. And that's super cool that he uh, was willing to help you out when you were starting and everything. Big props to him. Thoughts with him. You know, I have to pick up the podcast now that Joe said that's what got him into podcasting. And <laughs> it's about soccer, though. So, you know, I do like soccer. I just I don't know much about the uh, the Premier League. So maybe this maybe maybe they will get me into this whole understanding of when you score a goal away, it's worth double. That makes no sense to me. I still <laughs> Maybe maybe Daryl can make me understand because I think it's he will the not teach you the of- he will not teach you the offside rule, Mark. Okay, he's, he's an amazing guy. He's it's an amazing. Stupidest, guy. It's the stupidest rule in sports because I was in Amsterdam and it was when they were playing like you know they're in the the playoffs or whatever. Um, we were there at the point and you know Amsterdam won the first game. What, what's the name of their team? Like Ajax or something like that. Ajax, Ajax. Oh, yes, A-I-X. it's spelled Ajax. Yeah. Yeah, I so everybody's watching game two and they're like, oh, we lost. I'm like, okay, so you guys are winning game three. They're like, no, there's no game three because we lost by one more goal away goals. at home versus what we won at home. I was like, what? No series ever go to game three. I'm like, all right, soccer's dead to me. So it doesn't go. There's no series. <laughs> all right. This, I got to say, I got to say two things. Okay. I got to say two things. Number one, most people in soccer circles want to do away with the away goes rule. So people yes, are with you, a, Mark. They want to get rule. rid of it. Number two, in case you think Marcus being flippant about Daryl, his co-host Taylor Rockwell, the second most positive person I know, like he's still doing the podcast uh, with guests and stuff because Daryl is just one of those positive guys that he would be happy that everyone is still talking about soccer. He doesn't want anyone like he's, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I'm like a super cynical guy, but this guy is like so positive. So Mark, what you were talking about, you know, making fun of soccer, trying to learn about soccer. That's exactly what Daryl would want. So you know, that's exactly yeah, no. uh, like, what I it was, would be. I was serious, like, because <laughs> you are, like, one of the most cynical people I've ever, ever virtually met. So <laughs> thank you. That you that... <laughs> well, this is just getting worse and worse and worse. This, we, we are on a downhill slide right here. Yeah, Mark, you just... <laughs> no, so the fact you just, that, you, you know, just... anybody that, that has imprinted on somebody else that much, I think is worth listening to. So yes. I definitely am going to check it out. Indeed. Um, for for me, you can find me on Twitter at Detroit Mark. Email me Mark at milestonemories.com. Come on comment on any of the articles on Miles to Memories website. I'll get back to you there. Join our Facebook groups, our Patreon group. Um, you know, if you want to chat in the live stream and and laugh along with us as we do this podcast, even though people think my laugh is hideous. <laughs> I don't know can, why uh, you think those reviews are talking about you, Mark. <laughs> You can join us live, so we have a lot of fun. Uh, it's a fun group, and once COVID is done, we're going to have a lot of great meetups, and I'm very excited about it. All these people are awesome. How about you, Sean? Yeah, we have such a great uh, community of people that follow and listen to us and a great team of people who work on the site and everywhere else. Like you said, Mark, milestomemories.com, the website for miles and points. For this podcast, mtmpodcast.com. We also have our Disney Hacks podcast, disneyhacks.com. And our new MTM Vegas show on our Miles to Memories YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash Miles to Memories. So we have an awesome team, an awesome community. Thanks to everybody out there. 
If you're interested in diving in deeper, patreon.com forward slash miles to memories gets you access to private chats, meetups, and Facebook group and Discord and all that. So all kinds of ways to find us. Miles to Memories is all you need to know as far as checking us out everywhere. Han just joined Joe. He's a diamond member. Nice. Thanks so much for listening, for watching, for reading. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. See ya. And uh, yeah, so looking forward to Black Friday and we will look forward and look for all that on the site and look for all that. That's terrible. (laughs) And look, I got it. I got it. I got it. Are you on a splitter right now? No, I'm I'm, I'm on. I'm not on the splitter. So I don't know what the deal is. Squirrel. I wonder. Well, whatever. (laughs) That's from. I don't know. That's from uh. It's from up, but all right, everybody. Thanks for watching. Maybe Megan's been drinking too, just like me. Thursday is. I think she's saying we're getting distracted. I think she's Thursday. Thursday, we're going to see everybody on Zoom, right? (laughs) Dang, Mark. We'll see you on Thursday on Zoom. You're lucky we don't put this in. We're going to get more bad reviews. No, I think you should put in the the whole. uh, I think she's saying we're getting distracted. I think that's funny. That's a good outtake.